Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee? You got it. Ooh, wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, <clears throat> back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Breaker. And we're recording. Uh. Broadcasting live from sunny Southern California, straight to your YouTube channel and to Spreaker. This is, hold on guys, i got to close this window, got too much stuff going on. This is the Rogie Report where we talk about the topics that matter to you, from UAPs to UFOs, current events, conspiracies, culture, the unrevealed. This is a show for people who are skeptical of the mainstream narrative. So welcome to my YouTube channel tonight, guys. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We are also streaming live to Spreaker tonight, or today. Um, so I'm really excited to be back, and I've got a great guest for you guys today. So UFOs, UAPs, whatever you guys call them, you know, it's been a hot-button topic this year and in recent years. You know, and for the first time in this century, the conversation has really started to move forward. And uh, my guest tonight... I said it again tonight. My guest today is helping move that ball forward. He's doing a lot of movement behind the scenes and in front of the camera. My guest today is Vinny Adams, the director of Disclosure Team. He's been researching UFOs and UAPs for the past decade. And now he runs a very popular Instagram channel or page. And he also hosts a podcast on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcast, where he interviews prominent figures in the UAP community. So I'm going to give a warm Rogie report. Welcome to Vinny Adams of Disclosure Team. Welcome, Vinny. Hello, Jess. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's very kind. I'm so excited to have you on. We spoke months ago, and then, you know, I got busy, you got busy. And so this has been actually a long time in the making. Yeah. And, yeah, that's uh, good. And I'll just say quickly, you were saying uh, nighttime here because it is nighttime for me. Uh, oh, okay. So, so, you know, you're half, you half right. So kind of half right. But, you know, I was <laughs> telling you a little bit before the show, it's like, you know, I've been watching you, you know, not, not in a creepy way, just like, you know, on Instagram and on YouTube. And I'm like, wow, Vinny is really doing a great job. He's getting, he's just constantly bringing in new and exciting people to talk to. He's working on stuff behind the scenes. You know, you came out, I said like a bat out of hell, you know, a few months ago and just kicking ass doing shows every week, popping out, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing and impressive, you know, and I just wanted to tell you that, you know, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. That's very kind. You know, I, yeah, I started the channel. I had so many people asking me, when are you going to start a YouTube channel? And I was just like, I don't, I didn't feel comfortable in front of the camera. And, but then I just thought, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? So I did it and yeah, it kind of, it got moving very quickly. And I think I've just stuck with that momentum ever since. You know what I wanted to ask you? Because everybody has their why, why they started, why they came forward and started doing it. So what was your why? What, what Was there a catalyst that made you want to come forward and start doing UFO and UAP content? Do you know what? At first, it's funny how it all happened because I started my Instagram page first. And that was really just somewhere that I could post a few things that I found interesting, that I could like look at further down the road just to kind of jog my memory and stuff. But 
people started following. Um, so I was like, wow, I didn't expect this. And then it just kept growing and growing and it kind of made me do more work and put more work and interesting things out on Instagram. And yeah, before I knew it, people were coming to my page looking for the latest news and information and everything UAP related. So I kind of, you know, I just rolled with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's done well. And you've interviewed a lot of prominent people. Who is like, who were you, who was you, who were you most nervous for? I think is a good question. I guess my most nervous was my first interview with Lou Elizondo. Cause I think when I first interviewed him, I'd, I'd only done two interviews previous to him. So he kind of like, I, you know, I set the bar high real quick. Um, but you know what? Lou makes you feel so comfortable so quickly that I, I forgot about it really and just let it flow. And yeah, it kind of, I, I felt like jumping in at the deep end probably did me some good going forward. Yes, I agree. I think that was great. So let's let's talk about I wanted to ask you and I think I know the answer but you're not an experiencer are you I'm not I've never had an, an, a sighting or anything like that so yeah unfortunately not yeah you you probably need maybe you'll have one and then you're gonna be I blown so. away so yeah. you know the big thing people have been talking about a lot is the threat narrative and I wanted to ask your opinion and your views on the threat narrative as far as UAPs go yeah, no, I mean, I understand when people see the word threat and that they automatically jump to the the narrative that we've heard for decades about um, ET, extraterrestrial or aliens being a potential threat to civilization. Now, what we've seen recently in the news and, and things all coming out of the government and the military is just a simple fact that anything that can fly with impunity over sensitive airspace um until they know what it is and what its intentions are, then it has to be classed, classed as a potential threat. I mean, that's that's the Department of Defense doing what they're supposed to do, defend the country, yes. you know? So for them just to say, ah, oh, we don't know what it is, just let it do its thing. I mean, that's that's a huge failure. So, yeah, I think what people need to do is instead of going from zero to 100 and threat being 100, look at the middle ground, you know, ask about, they don't mean hostile threat, they just mean potential. It's um it's a difficult one to navigate. No, very very true, and that's why I wanted to ask your thoughts on it because I know a lot of people. Um, some people are very like space brothers. Some people are very like, oh, it could be a threat. So, you know, there's a wide range of what people believe, and I'm I was curious to hear what you thought. And now I'm going to ask you another one, Vinny. <laughs> Maybe let's try this sure. one. Yeah. So, what do you think? Because you know, a lot of people there's some people in the community that think this is all a psyop. What do you think, or what do you think about that angle on the whole thing? Do you mean that the, the the whole UFO thing is a psyop? Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's enough detailed evidence and documentation about this going back decades. Now, if this is one psyop dating across all that period of time, there, there must be like so much communication between the different age groups and people behind the scenes within government within special special access programs it's i'd say it's practically impossible to keep that charade up for so long i i, I kind of agree with you there because if if this was a big pr project that they've been running since like 1947 it would take a lot of coordination by a lot of people for a very long time over many generations yeah and I think that, you know, we've got the old guard who have been in control of uh, or partly in control of this narrative for many years. But we see a new generation within government, within the military that do want this subject to be brought forward or at least some transparency given to the, the public. You know, so it, it couldn't just carry on as one big psyop and, and get away with it. You know, I think the people that are, are really in the know, if there are people in the government that do genuinely know what these things are, then they're, they're a very small minority who are buried somewhere between private aerospace in unacknowledged special access programs. So, you know, your Congress, Senate, House and President and that, they genuinely don't know. So there's too much um, decompartmentalization for it all to run smoothly as one big psyop. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I just, I encounter that a lot. I encounter that a lot. And when I'm going out and talking to people and they're like, oh, it's just a PSYOP, Jess. And I say, 
Well, I don't know, man. But, you know, when you look <laughs> at it like that, you know, it's like, well, if it is, there's a lot of work being done. So yeah. do you, where do you see this whole thing in 10 years? That is a very good question. Um, now, there are many ways that I look at this thing. You know, I, I do like to try and focus more on capital D disclosure, you know, the government acknowledging it. And everyone says, why waste your time on the government? Or we don't need the government because we know they're already here. Well, that's that's all good, fine and dandy. But, you know, I want to do it the correct way. I want I want to see it come out. I want to see history rewritten because of all the stuff that's been covered up by the government. Um, but then also you've got to look at it from the experiences point of view, completely separate, you know, so we could get disclosure in, in the next two, five, 10 years coming from any angle. Mm. It, it, all it needs to do is come from one with, a, with a, a, a good bit of evidence or information. So the possibilities are, are kind of, there's various um, areas, but like I said, I pr preferably like to see it coming out of the transparency through the DOD and the Pentagon, um, maybe through a new UAP office that you know is possibly going to be um, written into law in the near future we'll see i don't know but you know I, I, that's what i'd like to see i don't know i feel like we're a lot closer than we were even four years ago or three years ago you know it's the ball has been moving forward and i think there's been a lot of movement this year with groups and um you know with the group in europe with the government group with the Galileo project. There's a lot of things moving now, I think. And that's, that's very exciting. Um, you talked a little bit about experiencers. So what have you spoke? What is your view on, you know, experiencers and people who have had experiences with beings? I mean, it's always a subject that is a lot more difficult to actually research because all you've really got is people's testimony, um, which is compelling. But when you have to kind of validate, prove or show evidence for things like that, there's nothing you can really put on the table. It's just someone's word and you have to take it for what it is. And so my focus has been nuts and bolts research for, you know, nearly a decade now. But I recently wanted to touch upon the experiences because they do deserve a voice. They do deserve recognition and to be a focal point just as much as the other side of uh, ufology. Um, you know, I, I spoke actually I, I had a private a Zoom call this morning with a clinical psychologist here in the UK who's very interested in the subject and the way that, um, you know, our minds can be affected not just by um, experiences or possible abductions, but just the potential of whether UAP can actually do something to the mind, whether they... Um... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, <laughs> bear with me. Yeah, there's... It whether they can affect the mind, but also how the mind would react. The more we see this coming out into the public view, if we get what we want and we see it becoming more transparent, how's that going to affect society in different mm -hmm. countries, different age groups, you know? So I think that the, that whole aspect of things is really important at the moment. So experiences have only really just been thrust into the mainstream. I'll say mainstream. That's probably the wrong word, but with Ralph Blumenthal's big article in the debrief recently, they finally got a, like a platform where they are, you know shown to be a decent and reasonable uh, part of this community and i hope that that continues going forward you know i kind of thought of it when i sat down and i looked at the whole thing i said you know first really they have to establish that these are nuts and bolts craft then we can start talking about the experiencers and then we talk about the next thing it's it's this slow thing to get you know people slowly used to these ideas and these thoughts in the mainstream um once disclosure happens with a big D, I mean, we talk about all those people that have, you know, have had these experiences and then all these people where this is going to change their paradigm of, of life. So how do you see the world changing once it's really out there and very much like everybody knows? I mean, I think, I mean, it's, it's a very, we could go into quite a lot of detail, but I think on a, on a, like a, without going into that much detail, I think there'll be, you know, what we saw with COVID, we saw people really handle it quite badly. Hmm. You know, we had people not really not know what was happening in the world. You know, I think um, the implications of disclosure would probably bring around some real hard questions for people in like mainstream religion. I think we might see financial crashes like we've, we've seen in the past when mm -hmm. big events have happened. But I think even if 
society seems to crash. I think the most important thing is how it, we how we re- rebuild it back up together, um, with the knowledge that we're not alone. You know, if if big de- disclosure has happened, then that is the primary thing that we we've got to rebuild our society, knowing that we are being visited or have be or have or share the planet with something else. And I think that's the important bit is um, rebuilding but rebuilding a better world where we don't have to rely so much on progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs you used to associate crickets with silence but since you bought a house in the suburbs you know crickets hate silence if any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise they might think maybe i won't do that constantly all night long Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I... fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. On, on our negative ways that we've been um, doing and the harm we've been doing to the planet for so many, so many years. No, I like that. And you know what they say is a lot of these people who have these experiences with beings too they often report saying things like you know they're talking about how we're treating the planet um you know and that's a big theme a lot of people have so i i kind of found that interesting when you were saying that i was like hmm maybe that's what it is it's it's difficult to say (laughs) it's difficult it's very difficult but you know I've often sat there and thought, you know, because I've been researching this just about as long as you, about a decade. um, And I sit back and I think, and once you're ingrained and like so deep into this community, sometimes you have to take a step back and try to look at this from like a regular person's point of view who's not in the community. And then you look at this whole thing and you're like, wait, so what's really going on is we're saying (laughs) that there's all these other people there's other people another type of people out there that we didn't know about like we knew about but we didn't know about and when you think about it like that it kind of is crazy it's crazy when you think about it like that and i try to do that every once in a while now i know you now i want to ask you about you know we talk about ufos but i want to talk about a place i want to talk about skinwalker ranch and what you kind of think of skinwalker ranch and all the anomalies and stuff that happens there i mean it's something um slightly different from where my research has been in the past but it's that one thing that i always seem to find myself keeping an eye on and getting really interested in you know it's been going on the stuff that we've known about since the 90s the the stuff with NIDS and the, the the research that they did there for what close to twenty years, a lot of it still remains classified. That speaks volumes to me that there's something found, and you know the connection with ORSAP, um, and then obviously the work with with Brandon Fugel that you know we've seen on the show. The, um, the I forget what it's called now. Is it the Mis- Mystery of Skinwalker Ranch? Am I getting it wrong now? I think so. Anybody? Something Anybody like in the yeah. chat? Something like that? I was going to look it up on my phone <laughs> because I don't actually know. I, the book is The Hunt for Skinwalker, I think. Yeah, that's the word. George Knapp and Colin Kelleher. I've actually just bought that book. I've not started it yet. You know, I but, had um... it and somebody took it because it's gone. I might have let somebody borrow my copy and it never came back. Ooh. It's the secret Skinwalker Ranch, the TV show. I've okay, there we go. There it. we go. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon and the guys, because I, obviously I spoke to uh, Caleb Bench the other day for the second time. So Hopefully uh, you said yeah, the name sorry, right guys. there. <laughs> I think so. I hope so. It's, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the work that's the most important thing. Um, yeah, I think it's just got all these connections to everything else. I just really do. Um, so it's something I'm going to keep my eye on. And, and I know Brandon Fugler said that, in the near future, they're going to start releasing a lot more uh, data publicly on the Skinwalker Ranch website. So a lot more scientists externally can research and look into the, the anomalies as well. And I can't wait for that to, to happen. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, me too. I'm really excited to kind of see where that goes. Um, You know, with every guest, you get a little more perspective and you kind of see a little bit more and into different things. And I want to ask you, because when you started, you know, back in June, actually coming out and talking to people and today, like, how has your views on UFOs changed or has it? It's definitely given me more questions than answers, that's for sure. So I don't feel any better off, but I do feel like I've got places to think now that I maybe didn't have before. Um, I've learned that I've got to stay. I can't just go into one rabbit hole and bury myself there with a belief system. I've got to stay on top of infinite rabbit holes, go down each different one, find the information, come back out and just remain broad minded on all the possibilities and hypotheses of what this the phenomena represents um so it's definitely made me grounded and not to over speculate or, or or try and put forward a, a particular viewpoint without having any evidence or proof of, of what it is no I, I i feel exactly like you on that like you go down these different rabbit holes and you know i went i think i went and i'm going to be honest you know guys because i like transparency myself you know, I started reading these books that, you know, were talk that were, you know, kind of disproving the thing and talking about them being kind of like psyops and talking about different things. I read like, uh, what the- I wish I had the book so I could tell you the title, <laughs> but I, I got into a couple of books and then I started just feeling like, oh my God, is this all fake? Is this all like a psyop? No. So I read UFO spooks and kooks. I read a book by Joseph P. Farrell. I was reading Operation Trojan Horse by John Keel. And then, so all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So I took a step back. Y'all witnessed me taking a step back and kind of sitting here and having to say like, did I go too far down that rabbit hole? Do I need to pull myself back and then look at everything again? Because I think that's what that's, happened. It does. And that's the thing I've, I've said to myself many a time is if you spend too much time down one rabbit hole, then it's harder to get back out. Um, because I've got to regularly post as well on social media. Yes. If I'm stuck in a rabbit hole and I'm starting to post things relating to that rabbit hole, I'm going to be putting out information that may look like it's one-sided or from one specific narrative which it can be dangerous, you know, so I just try and report kind of neutrally, which isn't in itself that easy, to be honest. Oh, in the chat, we got Christian Thompson mentioning uh, Timothy Good. Have you read any Timothy Good books? I recommend I haven't them. actually. I've got, I've, I've actually this month, I think I've bought 12 UFO books, something like that. So it, I literally have a stack to read. I and uh, it won't stop and you'll have more I've got a stack here I've got a stack there I got a (laughs) stack in there and then I have like different things that connect to UFOs in these books and so it's 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 just you're just building your library Vinny so later you can have your library behind you yes that would be great I can't wait then I won't have to bother with all this green screen nonsense I just look like I'm well read yeah, that's exactly right. You put all the books back there. I should put a book down here, you know, but, you know, in the future. So what do you think the beings are? What do I think they are? Oh, gosh. You see, you could ask me this question today would probably be a different answer last week and a different answer next week. So obviously there are the few that I really subscribe to at the moment would be the um, interdimensional you know, and whether that be a time travel dimensional, whether it be humans from the future, that's a big possibility. It could be artificial intelligence, uh, the crypto and ultra terrestrials. So something that's been here, whether it be hidden in our oceans, whether it be in a, a dimension, you know, just outside of our five senses. Um, they really stand out to me more than the, the typical extraterrestrial, something that's flown light years across physical time and space to get here from a distant planet for me that is has dropped down the list quite um quite big in the last few months but again like i said ask me in a week or two it'll the list could have reversed exactly exactly no i think in the beginning i was a lot you know i was really i was like maybe they're extraterrestrial and then no maybe they're not maybe they're from different dimensions maybe they're everything maybe it's a mixed bag and we're yeah. trying to say like, oh, it's one when it's a whole bunch of different phenomenon and different things going on. 
Yeah. So it's like, who knows what they are? And I think, you know, as you go through this, it changes. Uh, I was going to yeah. ask you a question here about, um, you, um, you were, what is it? UAP UK media. Is that who you work with as well? UAP media UK. UK. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so originally that was a group set up by just a few friends here in the UK who were all, um, you know, connected to the subject through, you know, UFO Twitter and, and different things. So you've got Andy McGrillan, who the host of that UFO podcast. You've got Dave Partridge from Shadows of Your Mind magazine, which is a, a real top uh, online UFO-focused uh, magazine. Um, we've got Dan Zetterstrom, The Signal, uh, really well known for all his artwork, patches and stickers and things, but also just the knowledge base on, on the subject, absolutely phenomenal uh, knowledge base. Then we've got Adam Goldsack, who's uh, um, an author now, just released a book, but also one of the original UFO Twitter uh, yeah. people before, I think it, before it was even UFO Twitter, him and like Danny Silver and some of those guys. Yeah, really oh, I remember, to... I, I kind of remember that time period, yeah. Yeah, um, and Graham Randell, um, author of the the Foo Fighters book that he just uh, published recently, fantastic, great, great in depth researcher. Uh, um, yeah, it's just a great group of guys. But um, also, what we do is we try and speak to the media and try and connect with with the way that the, um, the story of UAP and UFOs are, are portrayed in in the British press. Um, you know, because it's it's getting a bit. We're, we're overseeing the whole X-Files type theme stuff in, in the press, as I'm sure you are in, in the US and everywhere else in the world. We want it to be reported on sensibly, reasonably, mm -hmm. um, with the stigma and the taboo dropped, you know, which we've seen a little bit, but we've still got a long way to go. And then I think we're soon we're going to be trying to obviously speak to members of parliament and maybe even people within the defence, Ministry of Defence and, and committees and things, because we're really, really not, seeing any movement here behind the scenes with the government when it comes to talking about UAP. They flat out deny that they even are interested, whereas at least in the US, the government are talking about it and publicly as well. So we're going to really try and connect and see what's going on and just try and get the, the conversation going within the ranks of, of, of the government. Wow, that's amazing, Vinny. Like, that's a lot of work that's really heavy, but it's important work, too. Like, this guy, guys, he's not just a, a UAP host. He's out there actually doing stuff, too. He's making movements. He's he's helping to move the ball forward. And it's very interesting. And I love talking to people in other countries because I love to hear, like, how it's wor how the whole process is going. You know, it's very yeah. different coming from the U.S. where... You know, I feel like it's like everywhere and everybody knows and, you know, it's it's moving forward. But to hear like, OK, your government isn't really interested or they are saying, you know, saying we're not interested, but they're actually interested yeah. because, you know, your black projects, you guys got your black projects and black budget stuff, too. And, you know, they're not really being as open as the U.S. No, not at all. So we really need to st start seeing the conversation happening because. You know, before long, they'll lose even more trust in the public eye. And we're not stupid here anymore. The public aren't stupid. They'll see right through like any, you know, lies when they say, I think the latest was a, a debate in the House of Lords, just saying that we're just not interested in this subject because it poses no th potential threat to the country. It's like, well, that, that's just brushing off everything that anybody might have seen. It's like, you know, I'm sure there are military pilots and that that have experienced stuff here in the last decade, let's say, since I think it was like 2008, 2009, the last kind of um, time we knew the government were actually looking into it. So it, it doesn't make sense that they just outright say that they're not interested. It really doesn't. So I think there are things going on behind the scenes, but the transparency needs to become quite prevalent um, going forward. No, and I think that's this whole movement just worldwide to get more transparency with the governments. And, you know, it's not just, you know, UAPs. There's, there's other stuff they're hiding from us, you know, and um, they basically, you know, I've been the rabbit hole I've been down, but it's like they want to treat <laughs> people like children, you know. Yeah. Like children who aren't able to handle the truth. But, you know, here we are. We're saying, no, tell us the truth. We want to know. Yeah. I mean, it'll benefit them in the long run. I think the whole of, of any country will, will benefit because it'll just bring more trust to the government and it won't just be necessarily one subject. Like you said, there could be other things that the government, um, you know, can be more transparent on and just 
build some public relations back up. You know, it's been a tough few decades in the UK and probably in the US as well, mm-hmm. post 9-11, where the government are just losing the people, the people's votes and, and things like that. Yeah, no, I think since 9-11, just people have lost faith, lost a lot of faith. And, you know, for me, I know after that is when I started just diving into conspiracies. And then from that, I started diving into UFOs because I was really into the whole cover up thing. I was like, well, what else are they hiding? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I was a sort of similar thing. There was a lot of conspiracies pre-2010 that I was looking into, 9-11, um, the pyramids, Atlantis, Bigfoot, all those kind of things. I really had a good a good interest in for some time. But once I, I hit the UFO subject, that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. I kind of went the same way. You know, I, I looked at everything, you know. I think that's yeah. true, too, because, you know, a lot of people don't know that, you know, when you're, you're saying you're a UAP researcher, you're working with UAPs, it's not everything we've looked at. We've looked at a heck of a lot of stuff. And there's like... You know, they're like, oh, well, do you know about this? Well, I've looked at a lot of stuff to kind of come to this conclusion. And I think you're very similar to me in that sense. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. You've got that kind of that personality, that mindset of just. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40 percent off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets, already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals, too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Not accepting what you see either in the news, on documentaries, or, or or online. You have to dig deeper. You know, I did that with every subject that I just mentioned. I went that little bit further. It just so happens that I went a lot further when it comes to UFOs. So, yeah, I can talk on all of those subjects with, with most people to a, a certain level. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So do you believe in Bigfoot? That you you yeah. brought a Bigfoot, so I needed to ask you. I think so. I think there is some, you know, big hominid creature somewhere in probably Pacific Northwest. Yeah. You know, Washington State is kind of the hot spot, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's been it's been a few years, but I think there was something there. There's some credible researchers and investigators out there and yeah. I think there's something there. No, I think here's my theory, right? Once UAPs and everybody's like, yeah, UAPs, then we start talking about Bigfoot disclosure. I <laughs> 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 uh, just want to have a little fun, but I wanted to bring it back. Um, what are your thoughts on the Wilson documents? Great question. I think that's just one of those subjects within ufology that will just continue to go around in circles with for the foreseeable future, it's the same as kind of the Bob Lazar thing. We never mm-hmm. might never get that conclusive 100% yes or no thing. I mean, it's very interesting. I tend to lean towards it being real, but I'm probably only about 60, 40 at the moment. Um, there are still unanswered parts of it that I just can't take it any further. So I have to lean, you know, or stay fairly middle of the road. But I do hope we get more information. I mean, it could all be put to bed with people like eric davis speaking on it in the future but he's pretty much gone awol so yeah he just seems very dismissive or avoiding when when you try when people try to speak to him about it because i remember when it came out years ago i it was i did a video for it for another channel i used to work on and i was like man this is probably real you know people i had spoken to people that i had known said no jess this is real so that was years ago but now as i'm seeing more people like you know i think john greenswald did a video about it dolan's been talking about it again and uh and so now i'm looking at j project unity yes project i like all of those guys but you know got john greenwald on the doesn't believe it and then the other guys pretty much do believe it and i respect all those guys but it's just going to be 
they can argue for forever and no one's going to be right or wrong at the moment. I know. And that's the thing with some of these like documents and some of these things that have been around for years. It's like, we don't know. It's just hearsay. And then it's like these group of people saying yes. And then these people group of people saying no. So it's, that's the hard part about this too. It's like, and you can't, and people will judge you, honestly, if you say you super believe it or you don't believe it, you know, and yeah. I think that's that's the rough part, too, is not being able to know. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing as well, is you see people get into real bitter arguments about it, but it's pointless because you, you, you've lost the kind of mature conversation that you were originally having, and then it just becomes a slanging match where what's the point it baffles I... me when i see that oh my god the uap arguments out there sometimes i go oh my god i don't even want to post anything i'm afraid of people you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely i see that all the time I, i've done that i've i've been cautiously uh, posting things on ufo t- uh, twitter specifically twitter, that's yeah kind of, that's the that's the battlefield uh, but you know, it is what it is. I kind of, I'm not going to let it stop me. I just have to make sure that I'm s- posting good information. And if I'm posting stuff that needs conversation, then I just have to go into it with a mature head and keep it classy. Yeah, keep it classy, <laughs> and you know, keep it polite. I just, I'm just super polite yeah. and try to be very polite about it. Benji might be says out of all ex. Out of all opinions and perspectives I've seen, the evidence at hand leads me to believe that they're, they are legit personally. Either way, it doesn't help to move us forward, just like people who ask about Bob. Ooh, good point. Very good point, Benji. It is, and that's the thing, yeah. Because it can cause you, I mean, it can cause one to start chasing their tail and looking at these things and not pop out of that spin and start looking at because we got stuff now guys this isn't the ufo community 10 years ago there's real movement going on and Vinny's doing it you know <laughs> and can you talk about any of your you know what you're working on at all Vinny? want to get people a little excited uh, um, oh man um what am I working on? I've got a few things coming. I mean, it's no secret that I'm meeting up with Lou Elizondo in a few weeks' time. That's obviously something that I'm really excited about. Um, that's not so much work, though. That's just pleasure, mainly. I am going to have a private conversation with him, hopefully, about some important stuff. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, work-wise, I'm really looking forward to um, October 17th is Crash Retrieval Week. James Ian ah. Dolly engaging with Phenomenon is kind of... You know, put out a battle cry to everyone to join forces for one week to really dig deep into crash retrievals or people across the, the UFO world. And so I think that's going to be a really big collaborative effort where everybody pulls together for at least for one week, puts all the arguments aside and really tries to do some real, real deep research into crash retrievals. So hopefully we get somewhere with that. That's really exciting. No, that is exciting. No, I haven't actually, like, I've done some pre-recorded things for James, but I've actually haven't had a chance to actually sit and speak with him before. But I'm going to try. Ah, great but, guy. Do great. it. Do it. He's, he's such a good, calming voice in this subject with a, a, one of the best knowledge bases on the subject that I've ever come across. That's amazing. No, I need to talk to James. What do you think? I guess we've already done Betty. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Do you believe that they've always been here? The UFOs? Uh, I mean, it's probably not so much a belief, but a possibility. Yeah, there's every reason to, to say that there's a good chance that they have been here for forever or forever as long as we have been here as Homo sapien, you know, whether they had anything to do with manipulating um, genetics to create or help us become the species we are i don't know anything about that obviously with lack of evidence or any kind of proof but yeah those kind of theories and hypotheses you really i really have to kind of take on board and and put there on, on the table as a, as a big possibility so yeah of course i have a question from existential minds for you how do we balance elizondo's take versus ross colhart's investigative journalism 
that's not too difficult, really. I mean, Elizondo, we all know that he's got a lot more information than him. You just can't talk about it. Tons. The one good, the, the good thing we can do is read into the grey areas. But again, we have to be a bit cautious with that because, you know, with it, without him saying yes to things, we we got to be cautious. But we can pull little bits of information out from those roundabout answers. Ross Coulthard's investigative journalism isn't that much different in some respects because Ross speaks to a lot of people. Uh, privately sources that he cannot talk about i think ross knows things that would probably push the ball forward quite a bit if he was able to speak and you know obviously he respects his sources but it's not i don't think it's a difficult balance put it all on the table put all of it what both of them say on the table then just take a bit of time going through it yourself ask questions to other people you know don't take anything as gospel but also don't brush anything aside because it doesn't fit within a certain narrative that you may have thought in the past you know you just got to be very open with things yeah. and by all means but what i do is i try and put things in a list of number one being most likely down to you know however long the list goes and like i said earlier these lists flip and change on a weekly basis but that ranking system really helps keep things in the mind and, and that that's how i do it anyway I like that because maybe I kind of keep it in my head and things go, nope, just nope, yes, no, yes. Just this whole shuffling of how the things go and the thoughts go in your head. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. And this whole topic is super interesting. I feel like it's something that constantly changes or your belief system starts to constantly change. And, yeah. you know, and with all this movement lately, it's just it's. It's kind of amazing. I'm very excited about what's coming, too. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, and you do a lot of work about, you know, you seem to, you know, are, do very well with kind of building a community around this, too, and being kind of a little bit different than I've noticed in other people. Why do you think it was important to kind of build this community? I think as I think what I stand for when I'm on you know when it comes to Instagram and that is I'm just the same as everybody that follows me I'm no different I just so happen to run the page so what I like to do and what I've done for quite a long time now is do a lot of live Instagrams where I talk to a lot of followers they just jump on and and everyone can have their say and and feel like an important voice in the community you know I want to give that that voice to the people that may not have had it in the past because it could have been me it could have been anybody that follows me that started the page and I could be the one following and watching and wanting to talk on these lives and so I have to respect every single person's viewpoint and opportunity and give them those opportunities to talk I think it's vital for people to be included you know it's not a, a, an elite club or anything it's, it's, it's society it's everybody it's the public it is so it is, and it's very refreshing to see because before it was like, I think it's the technology that helps too now that we have YouTube and we have Instagram. And, you know, before it seemed like, you know, to talk to these researchers, they were, and these and these specialists in the community, they were so far away and it was so hard, you know, because you know what I used to do, Vinny? I used to go to the conferences and then walk my ass right. around and be like, hi, I'm Jess with the Rogie Report. I'd love to have you on my show. Here's my card. You know, I'd love to connect with you. And that's that's how that's what I used to do. Yeah, I can imagine. And that's hard. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that many conferences here in the UK. Um, I think the few that we have got are coming back now that COVID's, you know, thankfully kind of settled down to yes. a degree i think next year 2022 we'll start seeing some more so hopefully i'll do a little bit of the the conference circuit shall we say but certainly not as a speaker i just want to go and hang out with people and just have a good time oh it's oh i know when i went pre-covid it was such a fun t i didn't even watch anybody speak most of the time because i was busy running around talking to people <laughs> talking to other hosts talking to bit you know other um other researchers in the field it's just it's kind of a fun experience and i really really can't wait for them to come back okay i'm going to read this comment from existential minds for you Vinny. it says yeah those instagram lives and letting anyone on has proved a great difference for Vinny, a safer space and a great reducer to the noise for anyone who's just got into the phenomenon and you know and that's it's very true Vinny. it's like you're you make it approachable for people 
And, you know, and I think that's important. And I like, you know, and when I see you, it's it's refreshing to see young people come in and, you know, just be more open and just bring a different perspective and bring the community and and I think it's just amazing. I'm sorry if I I don't want to compliment you too much and maybe give you a big <laughs> head, but you know it, no, it is I, good. I appreciate it, that. I mean that's that's my Neil existential mind. Thank you, Neil, for the kind comment. And that's the thing as well is I like that people ca- can feel safe coming and talking, but also that the fact that it is for anyone that's whether they've just got into the subject or they've been into it for as long as I have, we can all come together on on my lives and have the conversation where nobody is there's no levels of hierarchy as far as, you know, you've been in it 10 years, you get to talk more kind of thing. Everyone's welcome to talk. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to have those kind of ideas of people of all ages. You know, I have people on that are in the seventies and people that are, you know, 18 and, and it's great. It's absolutely great. It's amazing. It's really amazing. You know, and I, I, I love it. And because I hear people, I hear the older fogies, the ones who've been around going rah, 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 all these new folks. (laughs) And I said, why are you guys so don't be so closed minded you know like open up a little bit and and check them out you know and and enjoy them everyone the thing is too like christian thomas says everyone has great info and that's kind of what's amazing about this everybody is bringing something different to the table there might there might be other shows but everybody has a different way of interviewing everybody has yeah. a different way of presenting and a different point of view that's why i think it's so important and I'm just like, keep going, Vinny. Kick ass. You know, keep oh, kicking ass. Are you going to make a book? Are you going to make a book soon? That's uh, not certainly not soon. No, I think I think I've that's the kind of thing I'll sit down when maybe my work is done, let's say, and I can go over it, you know. But at the moment when there's too much of the important stuff to do, I think I haven't got time to sit down and write a book. This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. It's probably yeah, a lot of that's work. something. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of work. You know, I, I want to keep doing the interviews, and I just want to talk talk about a, a, a statement you just made there about lots of different shows, and a lot of them do interview the same people. Now, a lot of people don't like that, but no one's asking them to watch multiple no. interviews with the same person. I think one of the reasons why I think it's a good thing is because we might just get that one piece of information out in one interview from one person that that's really interesting or important and vital. You know, if not, no harm done. Whereas people just go, oh, same old podcast. It's like, well, listen, instead of sitting there complaining about too many podcasts, be my guest and go and do something that will move the ball down the road yourself rather than complaining. I know that sounds a little bit like defensive maybe or or, or passive aggressive, but, you know, if people have got time to complain, they've got time to, to do something as well, I think, you know. No, I agree with you 100%, you know, and it's, it's sometimes the comments they get to you so you know it's it's like it's true and i'm gonna use this for to say this to anybody listening that may not know we are just people we're just people and like sometimes you guys are a little rough you know just realize we're people and we're spending our free time doing this yeah absolutely you know (laughs) i'm sorry i had to say it real talk because you know sometimes i get comments too and i'm like you know just do it yourself then. Make your own podcast. Don't complain about mine. I'm sorry. But love no, you no. all. Yeah. I wanted Absolutely. to <laughs> I want to read a comment from Br- Priscilla Stone, Quantum, w- Quantum Witch Cafe. She says, we have to think big picture. We all want the same thing and everyone is welcome. No, and I think that's that's the new, the new feeling, right? The new feeling and yeah. this new renaissance in UFOs and UAPs. I, for one, love it. Okay, Tim Riddell says, all of this of what Vinny and this community does is helping raising everyone's awareness and thus consciousness on the subject, which is only good. You know, I had a a thought about this, Vinny, a few years ago, because, you know, you think about the consciousness and and like the hundredth monkey thing, 
right? Yes. So do we just need to get enough people, like, to get to that hundredth monkey and then – I mean human, I guess, not monkey, but – I know. You, yeah. I know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but once they kind of – we get to that point, like, does that, you know, make it so everyone can see them? Because I haven't seen one. I still haven't seen one. You haven't seen one yet. No, I haven't. I mean, they, it can't do any harm, can it? No. But the more voices, the more people thinking, the more people coming together, you know, make it, it's just, it's just, we've got to do all these different things that just won't, simply won't do any damage if they don't work. Yeah. But we've got to try everything. There's no harm in trying, you know. I'm a big believer in that in every aspect of life, to be honest, but especially in this this community, because I'm still learning new things. I only recently really started looking about on, on the consciousness side of the uh, the phenomena and you know it's it's fascinating um, oh sorry not to yeah. interrupt you but since we're no, talking cool. about consciousness have you um have you tried any like ce5 or tried to reach out yourself to see um how you, how that worked <sighs> i'm hesitant to answer because i've never really gone out of my way to sit down in a meditative state and try and project my thoughts or things out into the the ether let's say to to make contact but i regularly look up at the sky i mean it, people must look at me in the street and stuff because my head is always looking up and i do kind of in my mind sort of say you know speak in my head out there like come on oh, show come me something <laughs> you know i'm really kind of open i'm i'm calm relaxed and so I guess that's kind of some attempt at, you know, putting my myself out there for them to make contact. But I guess, you know, I've never really done the full, you know, protocols of CE5 or anything like that. Maybe one day I will. If you haven't checked them, you may have seen the Orb Summoners. They have, um, I talked to them and they were on George Knapp. And yes. um, they have just like a very easy protocol. And so... You know, I've been trying and it's just really like show, expressing gratitude and ex asking for, you know, for them to come. And what he what they say is very interesting. They say it's kind of like they feel like this phenomenon, at least the orb summoner phenomenon is kind of like question and answer based. So if you kind of come out with like something, it's like it kind of comes out like one day. I'll tell you this story, Vinny, you might like it. So I knew I was going to speak to the orb summoners. So I'm walking with my dog one morning and I kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm thankful I got the interview, you know, and, yeah. um, and I'm asking myself and I'm like, man, Jess, do you want to continue to talk about UFOs and UAPs or do you just want to move like, you know, into another topic? And as I'm walking, you know, I notice, and this is, you know, nine o'clock in the morning and I see a silvery orb appear in the sky. Wow. And so I stand there like a look like a crazy person standing on the corner, you know, <laughs> with my dog. My dog's trying to go and I'm just staring at it. <laughs> and it could have been for maybe 10 minutes, but I couldn't tell. It just felt like a long time. And then all of yeah. a sudden I just I was walking again. So, you know, is there something to it? I don't know. But like I can say like I had that experience. Is it connected or was there just happened to be something silvery flying in the air at that moment when I spoke? When when I spoke in my head, but sure, you never know. know. That's the thing. You that's know, interesting, and that's the kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's the kind of thing I I do do. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I've never done a Greer CE five. I can't afford it. You know, it's very expensive. But you know, I've done I've done at least the um, like kind of the orb summoner thing. Yeah, just to say. But yeah, no, it's, I think as more people kind of try it, I think that's going to be interesting too. I'd like to try it with a few people because they yeah. say, you know, with more people, the more consciousness, perhaps energy you have to call them in or to be able to have them maybe remove their force field or whatever, <laughs> who knows what they have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd love to do something like that. I mean, yeah, it does go against a lot of my years of research, but like I'm open to all things these days. You know, I really do like to go out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, there is a, we're in a big paradigm shift. So for me to just try and be stuck in certain ways that I may have been in many years ago, I think it's time for being open to new things and ideas and possibilities. 
and just looking, you know, and I think I think that's just looking at these other things. It doesn't hurt because it's all part of the phenomenon, really. And yeah. um, to see what it is, uh, Priscilla Stone says there are no coincidences. Do the contact tour meditation. I'm not familiar with that one. Are you? Oh, contact tour. Yes. Please yeah. tell me. You don't, I don't follow know. contact. Contact tour is my fr- friend Tyler who runs contact tour is his his company let's say they are um, huge the whole thing is human initiated contact they go out on expeditions primarily in california oh well, um, yeah they, they were recently featured on a travel channel episode of oh. i can't remember which ufo show it was yeah follow contact tour on instagram and everywhere else but he, he works very closely with mark sims and danny sheehan as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're all part of the um, contact campus as well which recently had the first contact convergence conference as well which was, oh, was really good yeah they're, they're big and they don't charge any money um they don't charge yeah, like five thousand dollars <laughs> no no definitely not i think contacttour.net might be their website as well where i think they might have some sort of information on the protocols and stuff as well i think it's net but go to the instagram and i think you'll be able to link it to all of their media as well everywhere Awesome. So highly no, recommend them. I did not hear of them. I did not know. So no, thank you for sharing that with me. And I hope everybody, if you guys in the chat don't know, now you know. No, just yeah. You have to Tyler's know. awesome. No, like that's cool. And they're in California. I'm in California. There you go. There I go, and then I can go check it out. No, like I almost. I guess I'll sh- share this short story, and then we got to start wrapping it up. But. I almost went on a local CE5, but then I got scared at the last minute. Wait, is that a comment or is that you saying No, that's that? me saying that. I almost no went. Way. There's a local group, right? And I was like, I'm going to come. And then I was like, no, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not going to no. go. I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Because I, I started thinking, I was like, is this going to be weird? Is this going to be weird? Like, are they going to be playing like, you know, like drums and stuff before the CE5? I don't know. And so I get, I get it. I I do understand. And I was like, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. So I didn't go at the last minute. I'm more like down to do one. That's maybe a little more chill. I don't know. Like the drum thing makes it seem a little like shamanistic or something to me where I'm like, "Ah, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) But then I think most people for the first time may, may feel the same way. I think you've just got to take that, that, that first step maybe. But I know where you're coming from. I'd probably be uh, a bit like that, to be honest. We'll see. Maybe Vinny will do one and he'll <laughs> live stream when he does a CE5. Vinny, <laughs> what do you got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Tell the people where you're going to be, um, who you're going to be having on, where you're going to be showing up. Oh, boy, I've got so much in the works at the moment. Um, let me just bring up my schedule and I can give you some. I should have done this a bit better, really. So where are we? This week, Wednesday, the 6th of October, I'm live on YouTube with Canadian researcher Victor Vigiani. Nice. So that's going to be that's going to be a good one, one we've been trying to ha- make happen for a while. Then next weekend is actually my birthday weekend. So Happy birthday! Few, thank you. I was spending a few days away with a mini vacation just on the uh, east coast of England. Oh, that, get away! <laughs> I need a little break. Get away from the so, computer. Get away from the computer and just live for a little bit. Congratulations on getting away. <laughs> I know, but I, I dare say I'll be on Instagram a little bit. You, yeah. I just can't stay away. But um, and then I get I get back, and then that following week on the thirteenth, Lou Elizondo is joining me again on my YouTube channel because last time he was on, he tried to show share a video um of this new AI software that they <gasps> have been putting together that analyzes amateur footage and is able to sort of say if it's a legitimate object or not. So he's actually coming back to show that video on my channel for the first time, which is very exciting. That is super exciting. I would love to watch. Well, I'm going to watch that. I mean, but that'll be on the 13th. (laughs) Like, I want to watch it. But no, that's amazing. I'm really interested in kind of the AI and the machine learning to come in and analyze these things. Because, you know, for a long time, we've had photographers or videographers or special effects people looking at them, you know. And um, now we're going to have some computer stuff that's going to be able to, um, to do it. Oh, so wait, has anyone done a float spa? I'm going to throw that in before we get Have oh, you done float? I haven't. I'd love to do that. <sighs> Me neither. I really, really want to do that. In the, in, the, in the pitch black so you can't see anything, float tank, 
Yeah, I really want to try that. It's I, meant meant to make you some people hallucinate. It's that cool. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm a little claustrophobic, so I've seen the float pods that like like this, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> like if it closes, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a bit like that myself, but I've heard that it makes you feel like you're just floating in space, yeah. so you don't feel as confined. I don't know. I hear it's I, I hear it. it's great. I hear it's wonderful. I had a friend who was doing it regularly, and he's like, it's the best thing. And I was like, claustrophobia, man. I don't know if I can get past it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have a good comment from Tim, and then I think we'll just get ready to wrap it up here. Tim says, everything is connected all throughout the quantum form of an empty space, the ether. Consciousness is just getting more in tune with the frequencies of these connections, and you just have to vibe with it. That's nice. beautiful. Shout out, Tim. So we got – has got a lot of stuff coming up. He's got Lou coming back. You've got the Canadian researcher coming on. you got a vacation and your birthday. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, That's amazing. Definitely. <laughs> and if people don't know, can you please share with everybody, because we are on the audio podcast too here, share with everybody where they can find you and your work. Yeah, no problem. I guess my main outlet still is Instagram, where you can find me at disclosure underscore team. Um, You can find me on Twitter at disclosure team underscore. So the underscore is actually at the end of that one. Um, You can find me on YouTube at, I guess, disclosure team. Um, And I'm now um, putting, starting to put some of my more recent interviews on Apple podcasts and Spotify as well. So just search disclosure team and yeah, you can find me there. So yeah. No, awesome. I want to thank everybody so much for joining me today. Well, my, I guess this is my return to YouTube. And um, I want yeah. to thank, I guess. So. <laughs> so thank you for coming on with me, Vinny. And thank you so much for like supporting me too, to come back to YouTube and being my first guest back in a long time. So thank you everybody for joining me. You can catch me live at 6 p.m. Pacific every Wednesday night on the Fringe FM. And follow me on social media at The Rogie Report to see what I'm going to be working on. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you, Jess. Thank you. Let's close that. And i got to close off the uh, podcast here. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. Looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary.